sinners and saints. Dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alec After Dark. I really got to say, the guy at Kroger with the mohawk, he is really racing up my hotness chart. I got the pleasure of seeing him today, and he was wearing these amazing tight jeans that just perfectly accentuated his mm, thick thighs and just great ass. And... As you all know by now, my usual ritual when I spot a hot guy, I circled around that area at least three times, and I think it was four. This time he did catch me staring at him when he suddenly turned unexpectedly and offered me a confused smile, and I just smiled and went on. I'm fairly certain that he's straight, but like most straight men, they all want to be looked at and lusted after, and so he appreciated my attention. I'll just say it like that. And I guess I'll say it again. I come off as someone who's, I think probably I come off as someone who's a stalker, and while that's never my intention, I guess it might appear that way, and my lustful looking at sexy men, I don't know that that's any different than what any straight guy does when they're looking at women. So I don't think of it that way until I start thinking about it. And like all of you know, I overthink everything. So, but I guess that's what this episode is going to kind of segue into. It is this concept of slut shaming and why I have called myself a slut In the true tradition of Blanche Devereaux of the Golden Girls, I do wear it as a badge of honor. While I'll tell my stories, like I always do, I want to talk about why everyone who has been called a slut should use it as a badge of honor. But let me ask this. Are you a person who slut shames others? I'm just curious. In my personal belief, people that slut shame are really just jealous of those who are sluts because they want to be a slut themselves. But the term slut, someone who's cheap, easy, a trashy tramp or whatever, doesn't that mean that they just like, they just enjoy sex and the feeling that it provides? They like that connection, that physical connection with one other person, two other people, three, four, five, six, twelve, whatever, or by themselves. I think when you start at an early age, especially if you discovered masturbation very early, that feeling you get from orgasm is something you want to repeat over and over and over again through experimentation and trying things. Getting that same release is fucking fun, okay? Pun intended there. There's also a sense of rebellion, especially in my case, when it came to sex and seeking out partners to have sex with. When you are restrained so much in your earlier life, up through like 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, if you've not really experimented with other people, only with yourself, and you've been in in an environment, a family environment, that restricts what you can do, where you can go, 
not in a, a violent way, but just in a domineering parental way. And what I mean by that is, like, for me, I had a curfew. I had to have permission to go anywhere. We didn't have hookup apps. And I truly felt like I was the only kid in my school that was gay. So there were very few outlets for me to connect with people to potentially have sex, even though now I've discovered that several classmates were gay or were experimenting wildly with other boys in school, and I just missed out. When you have that, you're going to, when you really get out into the real world and discover all the adventures that you can have, someone like me dove in head first and wanted to hook up with as many guys as I could. And I have no regrets about that. I do have regrets about certain people, and those will be stories as we go along in this podcast. But for the most part, if he got off and I got off and we were still able to to be polite to each other, fantastic, great. We can do it again if you want, or we'll just move on. And I think it's great to do that. I think the rebellious nature of it just added to the eroticism of the situation. And so labeling myself a slut was the middle finger to my upbringing in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I've had debates with myself about how far I wanted to take Alan After Dark. How deep do I want to delve into my own psyche, I guess, if I can use that phrase? Do I really want to talk about everything? How graphic should I go? And I'm debating that right now. The next episode may be the most graphic episode I have, I I create for Alan After Dark. I haven't decided yet. But as we are closing in on my birthday, I might do an episode Well, one of the things that that I have experienced in my life as a gay man, that when it's your birthday, we celebrate usually a whole week. And if you go out to the clubs and stuff, you usually are encouraged and people support your wishes for that on that day. And usually that involves some sort of sexual fantasy. We'll see. I don't know if I'm going to to do the episode that way, I would have to put an extra disclaimer at the beginning of it. But you know what, sinners and saints, you should be used to it by now. And if I do the episode, it would be the most graphic sexual episode that I do. And perhaps that will be a tradition. Maybe the birthday episode will be the one that is not just hinted at, but graphic descriptions of some of my favorite sexual encounters and perhaps just sexual fantasy. I don't know. I'll, I'm sure I'll get feedback on this uh, in, the, in the coming weeks, either discouraging me or encouraging me to do it. So we'll see. I mean, granted, you've already heard some of my best stories, some of my most enjoyable stories, Already, uh, I just didn't go into the absolute nitty gritty of the details. And so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. And maybe that's what this episode's about. It's leading me up to having the courage to do that. 
And if nothing else, I could always pull the episode. Not that I wouldn't be surprised that it would be used against me, but everything's used against me. I had posted on social media just the other day. Go ahead and believe the rumors you've heard about me. You want to believe them anyway. So what the hell, you know? Why not give them something more to talk about? If they're talking about me, they're giving someone else a break. But it's kind of hard to really talk about someone who is an open book. Now, Sophia of Golden Girls would say that I'm an open shirt, but or no, or perhaps open legs. I don't know. How would that go? Or open mouth. I don't know. Let's think about that for a minute. Balls are not a toy. Anyway, in looking at, at the slut shaming phenomenon, which really is just hypocritical, you know, because you can shame somebody for anything. I mean, for God's sakes, this is America. They're trying to shame people for what pronoun they use. They try to make that a big deal. And I was thinking about that the other day. These teachers in certain districts around here in Tennessee saying that they don't have to call a student by their preferred pronouns. They can call them whatever they want to. In my opinion, then, well, that student then can call that teacher a fat bitch or a skank hoe or whatever they want to call them. If that's how we're going to play this, then the student gets to call you whatever. And they, then we would hear that about the level of respect. Well, guess what? Bitches, respect goes both ways. So before you slut shame someone, unless you're teasing them or throwing shade, which, you know, we've all done that, you might want to be careful because more than likely you're living in a glass house. And um, when you throw stones... You might get cut from the broken shards of glass that fall on your face. What the hell? I swear you'd think I was drinking right now, and I'm not. I'm very much coherent. In fact, full confession here, I'm actually doing laundry right now. So, how butch and macho is that? (laughs) So, I guess, as we're talking about slut-shaming, the ultimate goal here is to take back that word like we do with words like queer or even fag. I think that that that's part of the process is to diminish the effects of the word. You know, if people are for using it, then those who want to use it as a derogatory term, they really feel defeated because we don't care anyway. And that is probably my goal here. But for me though, I've been called that my whole life. Well, I've been called it in my gay life. And what it reminds me of is is that there are people that, it may not even be people that are trying to ride their high horse of morality. It could be people that just don't like me. And they have decided that I deserve gossip and rumors and those things. And I'm sure that a lot of people who are deemed sluts feel the same way that you're always fighting this battle uh, against the rumors and stuff. My advice is, is just let them go with the flow. I remember once someone was telling me these things that I had supposedly done and I just kind of reacted, wow, then what did I do? And they looked at me funny. I'm like, this is fascinating. I wish that my life was as interesting as these rumors and the life that people have portrayed me living. I really do wish that sometimes. But (laughs) I guess, you know, the the funniest rumor ever, and it could have been someone who was wanting to, you know, just diminish me. 
one day I, I was out at a club. This was several years ago. And I ran into someone I hadn't seen in a long time. And I walk up to him and say, hey. And he says, hey, back. And he looks at me funny. And he says, I hate to say this to you, but I was told you had died like several years ago. And I, <laughs> I had to laugh at that. And I was just like, well, obviously I'm not. If, if I did die, somebody didn't tell me. So it was just one of those one more funny thing where somehow a rumor got out there that I had died and it absolutely wasn't true. I'm not a ghost, at least not yet. Oh, that just saying that gets me excited about the Halloween episodes of Alan After Dark that are coming up. I cannot wait to share some of the scary adventures that I've had in my life and there's some there there are some doozies so anyway I didn't mean for this episode to be some sort of trailer for future episodes but I guess that's how part of this is going what the hell I guess I'll share one time uh, this was when I was very much younger this is before I was out of the closet I was working at my first quote unquote real job and I had become friends with a couple of people there and we had decided to go up to the mountains, to the Smoky Mountains. If you know Tennessee, you know that, uh, you know Dollywood, you know probably Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge. Well, that's in the Smoky Mountains. And we had decided to go one Saturday, like four of us decided to go to the Smokies and go to Kate's Cove, ride bikes, and just have a good, fun day. The bike ride, it's like a 10-mile loop, and you ride bikes. You can rent the bikes and ride them around the loop, and it's fun. Well, on that day, we did do it, but it was raining, and I got soaked down to my skivvies. Well, we all did, and it was fun, though, and as we were going, coming home, we started talking about possibly spreading rumors or, or what rumors would happen if we just kind of implanted a couple of little things. So uh, I had purposely left my underwear in my friend's car. We had to change clothes and everything, and we were soaked, but I didn't want to put on the underwear because you don't want chafing. Boys, you know what I'm talking about there, don't you? Actually, probably everybody knows what I'm talking about there when you talk about wet underwear rubbing against your Kool-Aid, you know? (laughs) So... We get back, we go to work on Monday, and in the middle of the day, I kind of go up to my friend, we'll call her, let's call her Kelly, and I said, hey, I need to go back to your car and get my underwear, I I left it in your car, so I go out, it was probably the busiest time of the day, so people saw me get in her car and get my underwear and take it to my car. Then one of the other guys that went with us, he had said something about that we had gotten drunk and hung out at in a hot tub like we had spent the whole weekend there and none of that was true flash forward another week or two my grandmother calls my mother and says my cousin was at the at the house there at my grandmother's house and had said that he had been told by this asshole guy that always disliked me cuz he worked at the same place I did and we just I just still to this day despise him. I do. But he had told my cousin that I was with three other people. We spent the weekend in Gatlinburg and we were drunk and all kinds of crazy things happened in 
that hotel room in that hot tub. My cousin had expressed this shock that I would get drunk and everything. And my mom, I was in the house. I could hear my mom responding to my grandmother. Well, and she was saying, well, first of all, it was a one-day trip. And he's, he's just 18 years old. So it was a one-day trip. They weren't up there all weekend. They couldn't have done any of that stuff. So I don't know where he heard this, but it's all lies. So my grandmother absolutely scolded my cousin about it. But just, I mean, it was incredible how fast. And they added stuff to it. They added other things to it. And it was unbelievable that how fast that traveled. Because people really do want to think the worst about other people. I always thought that part of that was is that if rumors and gossip are flying about one person, it's not going about them. So it's like a deflection. I think I've said that before on a previous podcast. But this guy who was a total asshole and to this day is still an absolute jerk, he loved spreading stuff like that because he was so disliked if other people would be as disliked as him, it made him feel better for some reason. Even though most of the time when he was spreading gossip and rumors like that, it blew up in his face. But for whatever reason, he never saw it that way. So what a punk ass pig he was and still is to this day. And just an FYI, you all know this too. When you do defend yourself against the rumors, the gossip mongers and all that, you'll be painted as the villain for defending yourself. But you guys know that already. So just remember that. So sometimes it may be better just to own it and not give them any other avenues. Sometimes that's what they want. They are basically the original form of a troll. Maybe not giving them the satisfaction is the best thing you can do. What is that saying? Living well is the best revenge. When they figure out that they can't get to you, it makes them even more frustrated and eventually they just stop. So there are incentives to turning the other cheek. I would turn my ass cheek before my other cheek, but you know, we'll roll with that. So when you get down to the nitty gritty of it all, I guess what I'm saying is, is that eventually people grow tired of the slut shaming, the gossiping, the rumor mongering about you, and they'll move on to some other target in most cases. But then again, where's the fun in that? If you can create a new story that they can talk about, why not indulge that? It can be quite fun as long as they don't try to destroy your career or your life if it's just gossip. But there's no doubt that there are some people that are, they seem to live to be cruel and I referenced trolls earlier, I think that there are just people who have always existed. It's not a new thing, but they are just hell-bent on making people miserable. It's like they thrive off of other people's misery. To me, that's just a sad, pathetic life to live. But for them, it seems to make them happy. I just wonder how happy they really are if all you do is spread negativity and cynicism and are talking about people that in ways that are untrue, how could that make you more fulfilled? I really do wonder about that. So 
If you're that kind of a person, I would love to have this discussion to see what it is that makes you so satisfied to spill the tea that really isn't tea, it's just bullshit. I may have used the, that terminology wrong. Damn, I feel old. I wonder, did you all ever do that experiment in school? I think it was probably, it, well, it was definitely a communications class when the teacher, you would be set up in a circle almost, and the teacher tells something to the first person who then whispers it to the next person all the way around to the last person, and the last person tells what the story is and how different the story becomes in just one room with just even a 10 people telling supposedly the same story, how mixed up things get in just that brief of time. And I think when you look at, a, at an experiment like that and you witness it for yourself, you realize that most of the stuff that you hear probably isn't true. It really is a different version or a, a variation of the truth. So I suppose you just hope that what you're hearing is as close to the truth as possible. Now, that's only on certain circumstances. Obviously, if you've received bad news, someone has passed away, that is the truth. But maybe the circumstances around their passing would be mistaken or incorrect or misunderstood. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding in the world. You know, I do remember just recently an incident when a person was fired from a job, a service job, and I was accused of being the one that caused it. It was my fault that I got this person fired. The reason was is that I was doing something naughty and they didn't stop me from doing it. Well, that wasn't the truth, but people still believe it anyway. And so I was actually getting blamed. People were mad at me for what happened, even though I wasn't the one that did that. Yes, I did a bad thing, but it wasn't their fault, and that wasn't the reason they were fired. So if you're listening to, listening to this, and you were one of those who said it was my fault that that person got fired, you were wrong in the sense that it was something I did specifically, well, sexually, that caused it. It did not. I had to bear the punishment of what I did separately, and I did. So, yes, I knew the gossip mongers would get all over that one, and, and but once again, though, I was getting some pats on the backs that I had the gumption to do what I did. And guess what? If I decide to go into that story, you all would have done it too. I know who my listeners are. I know you're perverts just like me. And so, even just telling that little snippet of the story even though it's very vague. I hope you're doing high kicks and shaking your pom-poms in celebration. But let me add that I did reach out to this person when I was told by a third party that it was my fault. I did reach out to them and I was very upset and I asked them, was it my fault that that happened to them? And if it was, I was very sorry. And they told me immediately that it was not my fault that, that they parted ways with that job. I was relieved to hear that, but also disappointed because I liked them very much and I didn't want them to 
leave with bad feelings toward me unless I could make amends. And I did the best I could. They were not angry with me and it was all fine. And we still talk now and it's great. So there was that level of relief that I did feel and a little bit of pissed off at people that, once again, this was something that was painting me as a villain, almost as if I did it intentionally when what I did wasn't intentional and and they weren't the target. I was just trying to have a good time and got a little carried away. But enough of that confession. You're all not my priest exactly, even though I, I look at confessions to you guys all the time and it does help. But in this instance, I just wanted to kind of relay how an incident that did happen, but not in the way that the fallout expresses. So the moral of the story is, well, there really are no morals, right? It's like, don't be so catty. Don't don't be spreading rumors and gossip. Don't be the one who is telling stories that aren't true, unless you're that kind of a bitch. Thank you for joining me for this edition of Alan After a Dark. I hope you've been entertained. I hope you've had some fun. I hope you're not the bitch that I was describing just now. And I hope you're enjoying your night with love, lust, and friends or by yourself. Get you some lube and have fun. Take life by the balls and be real. We'll see you soon. Thank you.